Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Millions of people step onto a cruise ship each year and leave the world behind. The laws of everyday reality seem to not apply in these floating cities of swim-up bars, slot machines, and faraway ports of call. And in a way, it's true. The law of the land doesn't quite make it to the high seas. This is great news for a resident of a non-gambling state looking to get in some poker on vacation. But what happens when crime occurs on a cruise ship? What would happen to someone after they've stolen a wallet or committed assault or murder on a cruise ship? About 400 people have gone missing from cruise ships in the past 20 years, which works out to about 20 people per year. Which isn't much when you consider the tens of millions of people who take cruises every year, Uh, But of course, every life is precious, and it's a huge number when you consider the difficulty of enforcing the law on the open seas. Very few of those cases have been thoroughly investigated, let alone solved. The problem is that maritime law, uh, the law that applies to people when they're on the water, is famously convoluted. Not all cruise ships are required to report crime statistics to any governing body, so the question of who's supposed to investigate when a crime does occur is a sticky one. International maritime law requires that cruise ships take every possible measure to provide safe passage, but every country has its own version of maritime law. And when something goes wrong, jurisdiction is difficult to sort out. A law on a cruise ship, or any other ship, starts with the flag the ship is flying under. A ship flies the flag of the country where it's registered, 
and, in general, the laws on board a ship are the laws of that country. However, when figuring out which laws apply to a sea vessel, the territory that the vessel is currently in also must be taken into consideration. A legal jurisdiction on the sea goes something like this. Okay, uh, first you've got a country's internal waters, areas like bays and ports, which are part of that country. So when a ship is docked at the Port of Miami, for example, all U.S. and Florida laws apply to the ship, its passengers, and its crew. Almost all of a nation's laws also apply in its territorial waters, which extend up to 12 miles from its coastline. Uh, That's why a ship departing from a U.S. port generally can't open gambling activities until it's 12 miles out, since gambling is illegal in most parts of the United States. Then, a nation has limited jurisdiction in its contiguous zone, uh, the area 12 miles to 24 miles from its coast. A country has certain rights within that zone, uh, such as patrolling its borders. For instance, within 24 miles of the U.S. coast, the U.S. Coast Guard is allowed to board any ship suspected of drug smuggling, regardless of which flag it's flying under. But once a ship is 24 miles from any coastline, it's on the high seas, or international waters. With the exception of certain rights within the contiguous zone, the law of that ship is the law of the country whose flag it's flying. So, a Liberia-registered cruise ship that's 25 miles off the coast of California isn't subject to U.S. law. It's subject to Liberian law. Lawsuits against a cruise line are different, though. While it might seem like a U.S. citizen robbed in U.S. territorial waters off the coast of Los Angeles could sue the cruise line in Los Angeles, it actually depends on the cruise ship ticket's fine print. If the ticket says the cruise line can only be sued in Seattle, then a Los Angeles court will almost always refuse to hear the case. This can all be bad news for the victim of cruise ship crime. But for the millions of people who take a cruise so they can engage in all of the good-natured debauchery they want, the legal freedom of the high seas is actually good news. After all, if U.S. law applies on a U.S.-registered ship, how can that ship allow gambling? It's all about those international waters. From the 1950s to 1990, a cruise ship flying a U.S. flag had no gambling on board. A U.S. law applied. End of story. The law changed after the gambling ban left only three U.S.-registered ships running. The United States Flag Cruise Ship Competitiveness Act of 1991 made it legal for a U.S.-registered cruise ship to offer gambling once it made it to international waters. Since then, the U.S. cruise industry has been thriving. Aside from gambling, cruise ships typically offer inclusive alcohol packages as part of the price of an adult ticket, with the cruise ship staff determining whether someone should be cut off. And considering that no one on board is going to be driving home, few people are cut off. However, this, along with railings capable of being climbed, might account for a few of those cruise ship disappearances. And this legal leniency could extend beyond gambling. Technically, a cruise ship registered where cannabis use is legal could allow passengers to smoke pot on board when it's in international waters, although it would run the risk of charges of illegal smuggling between countries. And when a baby is born on a cruise ship, the question of citizenship arises. This seldom happens, if ever, because cruise ships, like airlines, typically refuse to let a pregnant person in their third trimester on board. But still, it's an interesting question. And like all other cruise ship laws, there's no cut-and-dried answer. On a cruise ship, like on a plane, the simplest rule is that the baby's citizenship follows the parents. 
Uh, so, if a Canadian tourist gives birth on a ship, the baby is Canadian. But, of course, it's not always that simple. Uh, technically, if that Canadian gives birth in U.S. territorial waters, U.S. internal waters, or on a U.S. registered ship in international waters, the baby might be able to claim U.S. citizenship. The case would probably end up in court. Uh, most cruise ship-related legal matters are settled on a case-by-case basis. Today's episode is based on the article, If I'm on a Cruise Ship, What Laws Do I Have to Adhere To? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Julia Layton. BrainStuff is a production by HeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.